0: What happens when a popular rock radio DJ retires, sells everything, and with his wife, takes off in an RV to see America? It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Join them each week as they share their experiences while giving you advice and tips along the way. Hi, I'm Jeff. And
1: I'm Patty. Check out our YouTube channel, Rocking the RV Life and Rocking the RV Life on Instagram.
0: Yeah, we just posted a video of our day trip to Idlewild, California. It's near where we're staying here in Palm Springs, but it's up in the mountains at an elevation of about 6,000 feet. So that means lots of snow and if you've been wondering how much snow the mountains have been getting you're gonna see a little bit of it when you see us up there
1: oh yeah now speaking of snow have you seen Lake Tahoe? Oh, yes. Oh, the homes are actually buried in the snow. Oh, it's
0: unbelievable. It's yeah, it's up to the roofs. And just a couple of days ago, residents were warned to shovel snow off their roofs because more wet snow and rain is coming. Oh, my gosh. Now, could you imagine? You know, what's bad when you have to shovel your roof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, anyway, speaking of a big mess, we just came back from a drive into Los Angeles to see our daughter. I
1: know. We went from Palm Springs. Depending on the traffic, it can take anywhere from two hours to four hours just to get there.
0: Oh yeah. 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 The roads in Los Angeles are pretty crazy. Now we were able to use the HOV lanes and that helps a lot. But we also notice a lot of the Los Angeles drivers cheat and use the HOV lanes, even if there's one person there's in the just car. just
1: one person, yeah. Thanks
0: for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> so, slow
1: us down a little bit. But.
0: but yeah, the traffic is heavy in parts. Oh, yeah. Some parts it was fine, you yeah. know. Yeah. But it's just a matter of...
1: Off and on, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a matter of the time of day or whatever the case is, you know? Yep.
1: So it was great to go there. She just completed a huge project and is taking time off from work. So it was so great to see her and just catch up. We went Mm -hmm. to dinner. We went shopping. Just that kind of stuff. We went to the beach.
0: Oh, yeah. The beach. Mm -hmm. That was a beautiful day at the beach.
1: Oh, it was.
0: Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. So, hey, listen, we always try to give you some really important tips about RVing and traveling. And one of our followers is Kevin Vaughn. Kevin has a lot of RV experience he's a full-time RVer he's worked in the industry he's a RV boot camp instructor he's taught driving skills to people who have bought all types of RVs he's been an inspector he's attended RV manufacturing and RV chassis academies wow and he's on the line <laughs> with us right now hey Kevin thanks for joining us good morning You're in Florida right now, right?
2: Yeah, it's actually Palmetto, Florida, just north of Sarasota and Bradenton.
1: That sounds like a nice area. What's your weather like there right now?
2: Uh, We're really, we're lacking clouds here. It's just this blue sky and 85 degrees. it's awful oh Oh,
1: (laughs) sounds terrible you poor man (laughs) oh my gosh
0: now what kind of an rv do you have
2: i've got a 2019 integra aspire it's a 45 foot class a with uh, a bunk bed floor plan
0: i noticed this morning that i am one month away from having my warranty on my new rv expire what do you think? You've been in the industry, you've done a lot, you've been trained by a lot of the manufacturers. Is a one-year warranty too short for these things?
2: Absolutely, there's so much technology inside of them that you can even begin to troubleshoot, plus you've got the expensive components inside. They really need to, to push the limits and go beyond. I know your chassis warranty is typically five years right. or mm-hmm. 50,000 miles, but the house warranty, which is everything above the wheels, is what's the one-year warranty. And I found that manufacturers are willing when they're pushed to bend that a little bit. They're not firm on it, but others will stand firm and say, I'm sorry, you know, 12 months is 12 months. But really, they need to go far beyond that. Mm-hmm. Now, you're probably thinking about extended warranties. Now, that's the other thing that's very popular. And I bought an extended warranty thinking, I've got all these electronic components inside, and what I found was they want you to take it to a shop, they want you to have it parked there and have the, the shop look it over, and then contact them and advise them what they're found and it gives them the opportunity to come out and look at it first, would they make an approval? Well, meanwhile, you're, you're without a home. In my case, I'm a full-timer. So yeah, right, I'm without yeah. a home, The whole time it's being looked at and then gives them time to, to sort it over. Do they want to pay for it? Don't no, they don't want to pay for it. So it's kind of tricky. And then if you do your own repair, like I replaced my own water pump and send them the bill for the, the replacement water pump, they said, I'm oh, sorry, we can't cover that because you're not a trained technician.
0: So I would imagine... At least two years, maybe three, like they do with cars, right?
2: Absolutely. I would say three years would be would be fair. Every RV from working at two different large dealerships has problems right out of the chute. Everybody, mm, yeah. every client I've taught has problems right out of the chute. And so it takes a long time to get the bugs all worked out. And, and I'm in the mind now years is still have tiles falling off the floor. So wow. there are still things going wrong every single day and that should be expected in any new RV to have problems every day.
0: One thing that I really like is that you've actually gone to Integra University and I think this is a great idea that manufacturers offer a class for owners that helped you a lot didn't it
2: yeah the the cost was pretty stiff it was just a thousand bucks but it was a five-day class and what's nice is while you're there they'll actually work on your rv every day while you're in class and get things taken care of while you're there but then while you're there they give you basically a full manual of information you never get out of the, the manuals that come with it and gives you the opportunity to be able to diagnose problems on your own solve problems on your own know what parts need to be replaced so it really gives you some insight and it's not only on the house the part above the wheels but the chassis there's two different universities i've been to that have given me great insight on the unit and really helped me out to uh, know what to expect the chassis was built by spartan in michigan so i went to the spartan academy and did a five-day class up there on the steering the suspension The air system, Mm -hmm. um, all the pieces that make up that. And and, in teaching things about the units, you can do your own troubleshooting and your own repair and and know that, hey, I never realized I got 14 filters to replace every single year on this thing.
0: Right. Now, you went to Spartan because you have a Spartan chassis. We have a Freightliner, and I know Freightliner does the same thing as well.
2: Highly recommend it because once it seems like once you take that class, you're part of a club. And when you call there now, you're no longer a stranger, a person they never heard of. Oh, Jeff, matter of fact, you were in, you were in class last week. Yeah, we remember all that, you know, the, the issues of your RV, and they can really, they treat you a lot more personally if you've been there and you've invested some time with them.
1: Oh, yeah. that's great.
2: And they really, for the ladies as well, some sort of the wives don't want to go along. It's a couples thing. So like in the case of Spartan and uh, Integra, the couples showed up and they had like eight couples in the room. Oh, I was by wow. myself. And so they addressed the ladies. Ladies, by the way, when you use the induction stove, uh, here's what you're gonna find. When you turn the left burner on high, you turn the right burner on high, the burners will even out to a five. They won't go to a ten. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. I never knew that oh, to expect so that. So they really address it to the ladies as well as the men.
1: Oh, that's awesome. So then, like, it's a thousand dollars for a couple for yes,
2: two. Yes, and they feed you well. They feed you breakfast and lunch while you're there. Oh, nice. you Get the plant tour. You actually stay on the property. They provide uh-huh. basically power and power and water free while you're there.
1: Wow. Where's Integra located? Integra is
2: located in Middlebury, Indiana, which is just near Elkhart.
1: Okay.
0: You brought up a really great topic, and that is service. I know more and more of the dealerships are adding service bays, but nowadays, if especially if you're in Florida or you're in the Southwest where we are, getting service is not easy, is it?
2: No, not at all. Um, service appointments can be out three or four months, and then they're contingent on whether maybe the vehicle is less than ten years old, or maybe whether you bought it there. They could refuse you if you didn't buy it there. What I've learned by working at the big dealerships is typically they have one service technician operating three bays in some course in some cases so he may go out and work on one rb until he runs out of needs a part and then he moves to the next one and that part is ordered for the first one and he works on the second rb until he needs a part and it's ordered and he works on the third one so he may be shifting back and forth Mm -hmm. amongst three units in a day so when you bring your unit in for service as i mentioned it may arrive there on monday he may not look until friday they diagnosing and give you a parts quote the following week and then they've got to order the parts and which may take two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. and oh they've got to schedule gosh. it back into the rotation again for a technician to start working on it. So what you may expect is a one to two week service appointment may end up being up to five months. And take that from personal experience.
0: Yeah, you know what? We went through that in uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. Our refrigerator died. It was a brand new RV. We tried to get service. Nobody would touch us because we, we didn't, didn't buy, buy it there. from them. Yep. yep. And finally, uh, you know, we ran into a couple of uh, fly by night people that looked at it and uh, they were worthless we finally had to go back to the factory and get it fixed and we drove all the way across the country to get the darn thing fixed otherwise you were exactly right well we can look at you in two months and that's just a diagnosis yes then we can fix it after we can get you scheduled back into the service thing you know it's like that's crazy
2: here's the advantage of taking your RV back to the manufacturer for service Like right now, I have a service appointment scheduled in about eight weeks. Mm -hmm. So I've already sent them pictures of things that are broken, description of what I need to have done. So they order all the parts in and they're sitting there. So I'm gonna arrive on Sunday night. Monday morning, they'll be out at my RV at 6.30 in the morning, introduce me to the technician. And by 6.35, it's in the garage and they're working at it. That appointment is set for four days. So in four days, I will be out the door and driving home, for sure. Mm -hmm. Now that's the manufacturer, if you go to a dealer, They're not going to order any parts at all or have anything waiting for you to arrive. So you're going to go through that diagnosis, that waiting period for parts. Are the parts even available? And order? And the whole time you're waiting, uh, the manufacturers, it's much more easy to deal with them. And actually, the labor rate at the manufacturer may be considerably lower than a dealership.
0: We did that with Numar and had great results. Exactly what you're talking about. Well, you're in Florida, and you were mentioning that the cost of campgrounds starting to rise.
2: Yes, I I wanted to, I heard about a brand new park opening up this summer, and it's a Zeman property. They have about, um, I'd say about eight of them across the country. I was at a Zeman property down here last year. Both properties were basically $2,800 a month for a lakeside lot or $2,400 for a landlocked. This one was ex- it was ex- it was extremely big. It was eight. It was 440 lots in this park, which is a small city. Mm-hmm. They've already raised the rates for next year, and we're we're just here, We've just arrived. So it's thirty four hundred dollars for next year. Wow! Other parks I've checked into in the Keys. Uh, the last one I looked into was forty five hundred dollars a month. Oh! I there was one farther south at six thousand a month. Mm. Whoa! So it's getting more expensive to come down and stay the winter. Yeah. Most folks come down for two to six months, like myself, and head back north. So you're paying that full monthly rate
0: i'll tell you that is a lot of that's more than what we're finding here in the southwest yeah, now more. there are some high-end places that charge a lot of money but i'll tell you those rates are higher than what you find in malibu and yeah, right. some of those uh, high rent oh districts gosh. here in california well
1: they know they could get it yeah you know, people exactly. love coming to florida at this time of year
0: people tell us you better start looking for a place in Florida a year ahead because it fills up.
2: The other side of the whole thing is I'm, I'm taking a trip. I'm leaving here May 1st, heading up to Chicago, going all the way out through Montana to Washington State, up to Alaska, down the West Coast, Grand Canyon, etc. And I've already found in booking those reservations, several parks are already booked full and we're, what, nine months out. Oh, wow. So people here are booked already for next year. So it's like, you don't book a year in advance, you're not gonna get a spot, or you're not gonna get a spot where you can you can stay in like one park in one spot the whole time. You're gonna be on slot five for three days, you're gonna move to slot twelve for a week, you're gonna be in slot twenty for two weeks. I mean, I gotta move around in the park. Oh, yeah, you can't stay in a single slot for the whole month. and uh,
0: that's nuts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, I have a question. Sure. Do you have any black tank stories?
2: So one of the common mistakes by a dealers when they deliver the unit to you is they don't close the wastegate on the black tank. Oh, they gee. leave it They leave it open oh. and they cap it. Oh. So you as a brand new owner, unsuspecting, and you didn't get a very good walkthrough, and again a tip of the day is when you get your walkthroughs done for any unit new or used videotape it with your phone right. and save that, that video copy. Alright, right, back to my story. So, two of my clients that I've taught uh, RV instruction to have been, you know, use their unit for the first week, and at the end of the week, they get ready to dump the black tank, and they both found, the one found that uh, the, the tank was capped and the gate was open, and so uh, what do you do? You can't open it. It's going to be a real mess. Oh, so, God, yeah. yes. I told the ladies, so go in and tell the salesman, your, your delicate fingers just can't open that cap. Would you mind coming out quickly and opening the cap for me in the parking lot? Oh. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> So she didn't do that. She went in and told the technician that she had a, the cap, was the gate was open. They took it out the back and they cleaned it out for her. Um, didn't take my suggestion. And then the other client I had, they had done the same thing. And so while she was in Wyoming, she held the phone down to videotape, basically FaceTime with me so I could coach her through taking the cap off and how to, to uh, connect the hoses. Well when she opened the cap, the sludge came out right on the camera that I was actually watching it through. So she was in panic that she ruined her phone at night. So uh, always make sure those waste gates are closed before wow. you uh, open the gap. Yeah, it makes Isn't a lot of sum? sense.
0: Any funny stories you have from your career in the RV industry?
2: Um, just from the thing, I mean, I've, I've met a lot of people, a lot of women recently have taken to the road uh, full time with a pickup truck and a right. trailer. And I, I've found uh, a couple of them. At one funny lady had uh, I met her. She said her son was going to train her how to drive her new truck and trailer, and then he had no time for her. So we we met. First thing she told me in the morning when we met there, she goes, "I got to tell you one thing. I'm I'm OCD. I'm dyslexic. I'm ADHD, and I'm always right." Oh. Whoa! Oh, geez. <laughs> and uh, oh, so no. how do you coach someone yeah. over the radio? Like you make a left hand turn here. And right. Left is this way. No left. No left is this way. No no left. Left is over here. and <laughs> I'm sure she had several, you know, you know, backing these things up, especially a trailer and a car, is very difficult, and it takes concentration. And so never do it with the radio turned on or talking to someone on the phone and, and pay attention.
0: Yeah, you know what? Yeah. That's really good advice. Also, there's so many people that should get classes because, oh, my gosh, we see a lot of newbies coming in the park, and they're hitting trees. They're uh, all over the place. We watched one guy the other day. It took him an hour to get into a space. Yeah.
2: I tell most of my students, when you pull into an RV park, you become the entertainment for who's already there. Oh, yeah. So be ready for that. And you take all the time you need. Yeah. If you back up four feet and to go look, do that. Yeah, it's be cognizant that you want to be able to do this right. And I, I really focus hard on learning how to back it and turn it directly during classes.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I know you have one more bit of advice, and that is if you are even going to buy a brand new RV, you should have it inspected.
2: From working at the dealership last year, I did all the inspections of every unit that came in from the manufacturer. And what my job was, was to go through the brand new units, figure out everything that was wrong, create a list, and then we build the manufacturer back for all the damage. That would be missing screws, broken drawers, broken glass, slide motors, you name it. I saw it, photographed it, and then we build them back. Now, here's the tricky part. They don't always, they may build the manufacturer back for all those costs, but they don't always fix all those problems before they deliver to the RV owner. Oh. They tell the RV owner, we can't submit an a claim for warranty work until it's actually owned by somebody. Wow. So oh. the trick is that you as an owner catch all those things. And people are generally so excited when they arrive or they've done one of those fly and drive things where they... Cut themselves a very short window to get there, pick it up, and get out of their first destination. They're so excited, they don't they're not looking for the little details that I am, like missing pins in the refrigerator hinges and cracks in the floor and you know slide motors and things like that. So whether it's new or used, have it inspected thoroughly by a third party before you pick it up. Because there are things that you will not catch in your excitement. They will and never sign the title until You've thoroughly looked it over.
0: Kevin, it's been a pleasure
1: talking to you. Yes, thank you so much.
2: I appreciate the time, and don't wait until you actually have had an accident to go look at getting driving lessons. Get the lessons first. I've seen too many folks with fifth wheels with a short bed, for example. They break the rear window out of their truck. Then they come back to me and say, I need some lessons on to back this thing up, because I just broke the rear window out of my truck. So it's very costly. Parts are hard to get. Parts are expensive. Good technicians are really hard to get service appointments are even harder to get so learn first
0: kevin have yourself a great rest of the day
1: yes
2: thank you you too
0: kevin vaughn with some great tips and information
1: oh and next week we have a very special guest traveling robert's gonna join us on the show
0: oh yeah we love his theme song which he wrote and produced himself writing riding in my arms Traveling Robert is one of the most popular RV travelers on YouTube and has incredible videos. He's also a heck of a nice guy. Oh, yeah. Don't miss next week's podcast.
1: You can follow us at RockingTheRVLife.com, on Instagram at RockingTheRVLife, and Jeff Kinsbach on Facebook. We'll see you back here next week. And remember, as our friend Kevin says, life rocks when your home rolls
0: it's the rockin the rv life podcast with jeff and patty hear more of their adventures on the road with our next episode
2: if you liked what you heard please subscribe and tell your friends